If I'm the Tennessee Titans, I would take Will Levis over Bryce Young every single time. I'll explain why on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Roland, Titans fans. Today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. A lot to discuss on today's show. If the Titans could do things over, I would still pick Will Levis, over Bryce Young every single time. Also, who would you choose? Joe Alt or Ulu Fashanu? I'll give my choice. And, of course, after I talked about Brock Bowers yesterday, he went on air and said he wanted to play for the Titans on Wednesday. So we'll discuss all of that on today's show. Before we get into it, thank you for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round. Always for free. Make sure you get subscribed. Stay subscribed to the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world. Shout out to my everydayers out there. Tuning in Monday through Friday. Couldn't do it without you guys. Throw a thumbs up on the video as well. The show's always free. All I ask for in return is the press of a button. And do want to remind you, next week will be off-season roadmap week. I'm going to go through in-house free agents, cut candidates, salary cap, Free agency and the draft go through a perfect offseason for the Titans. You won't want to miss any of the episodes I'm putting out all next week. Make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Titans podcast. But want to dive into a conversation here about whether the Tennessee Titans would pick Will Levis or Bryce Young if they could go back and redraft last year's draft. And this all popped up because an ESPN article came out doing a redraft of last year's draft, and the Titans had the opportunity at pick 11 to make another choice. And in that redraft on ESPN, the decision was made to go with Bryce Young. Now, before I dive into my thoughts on this, do want to give a shout-out to Teron Davenport, who was the one who made the pick. He's the Titans beat reporter for ESPN. My intention here is to not throw any shade or show any hate towards Tehran. I love Tehran. We speak often. He's a great guy, and I'm very, very happy that he's covering the Tennessee Titans. The idea of the redraft was to go a different direction. See what it would look like if you went a different direction. Make something happen here that's entertaining and fun to listen and, and fun to read. All of that. So, save the hate. But diving into the conversation itself here, if the Titans had the chance to go back and take Bryce Young over Will Levis, would they do it? And my answer is absolutely not. I would take Will Levis 11 out of 10 times over Bryce Young if I had the choice between the two. Eight days a week, I'm taking Will Levis over Bryce Young. And look, if you go back to last year, what would my answer have been? I would have leaned to Bryce Young, but I was wrong. You talk about football for two and a half hours every single week, the entire week wrong. Even if you just cover the NFL draft and you give your thoughts on prospects and how they rank, you're going to be wrong. And I was happily wrong. 
about Will Levis and what he was able to do with the Tennessee Titans. I mean, you look at from a traits perspective, just what kind of qualities are you looking for in a quarterback? Bryce Young is tiny. He is a small guy. He already missed a game last year. He's going to get banged up. And if your offensive line isn't the 1990s Dallas Cowboys, Bryce Young is going to have a hard time staying healthy throughout his entire career with the sheer size difference in defensive linemen in the NFL and him. Also, you go from those things where Will Levis is six foot four, 230 pounds, pure muscle, looks like Ryan Tannehill on Super Soldier Serum out there. So there's a clear physicality difference between the two. But you look even deeper at the traits. Not only is it a bigger body, but Will Levis has elite arm strength. Elite arm strength. That cannot be denied. He has one of the strongest arms in terms of velocity throwing the football, in terms of length of how far he can throw the football in the NFL. Release quickness. Will Levis has an incredibly quick release. Gets the ball out of his hands as fast as possible. That is important. And he's got elite football character in terms of his intelligence and his competitiveness. All right, those are elite traits that I'm willing to build around with a much bigger human being in a sport that is made for big men. All right, and we go back and look whose game is more adaptable to the NFL. Will Levis, who's under center, running play action in a pro-style offense at Kentucky, or Bryce Young, who had a great career at Alabama, but a lot of what he was able to do was second reaction, off schedule, Oh, the play breaks down. Now I'm running around like Sandlot, making a play out there with better supporting cast members than anybody else in the entire country. So I'm sorry. Whether it be based on college, whether it be based on their first year in the NFL, whether it be based on physical traits, again, I am taking Will Levis over Bryce Young if I had the choice between the two any day of the week. And you look at statistically last year, Bryce Young, Will Levis. Young had 59% completion percentage. Levis was at 58. So basically comparable there. But Will Levis had 1,800 yards passing, while Bryce Young only had 2,800 yards passing. That's only 1,000 more. And then Bryce Young only had 11 touchdowns and threw 10 interceptions, while Will Levis had 8 touchdowns and only threw 4 interceptions. And Bryce Young played a half a season more than Will Levis. So if you take Will Levis's numbers and put them out to a full season, now he is certainly more productive than Bryce Young. And look, you can go back and say, you know, the Panthers didn't have a good offensive line. Uh, the Panthers didn't have great weapons. The Panthers didn't have great coaching. Well, the Titans had a worse offensive line. The Titans had worse weapons. The Titans had a head coach who got fired as well who wasn't very good on the offensive side of the ball and didn't set his rookie quarterback up for success. So it's not like Will Levis had some tremendous advantage in the supporting cast department. So there is no way that you can cut this where I would take Bryce Young over Will Levis in a redraft situation. Just not one. I'm taking Will Levis over Bryce Young any day of the week. Now you look at the other top quarterbacks in the rookie class. I had... C.J. Stroud is my number one quarterback last year. Out of the four top quarterbacks in this draft class, I would still say C.J. Stroud is the top pick. And if I could flip Will Levis and C.J. Stroud right now, I'd certainly do that. But Anthony Richardson, 
a guy who's going to run the ball all the time and try to be physical, he already got hurt because of it. I'm taking Will Levis over Anthony Richardson as well. So with that being said, we got another debate to have here. Let me know down below. Would you take Will Levis? Would you take Bryce Young if you had the opportunity? But now we got to talk about the top offensive tackles in the NFL draft because Joe Ult and Olaf Ashanu are my top two options. And there's quite a debate between them on who would be the better fit, but it's not much of a debate for me. So I'm going to dive into my answer to that. And, of course, like I said, Brock Bauer said he wants to play for the Tennessee Titans. Terrible timing, Brock. Terrible timing. Before we get into all of that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Have you ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Number one, you have the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives and great escapes. It's got class exclusive Google built in. Always updating. It's your assistant that you can call on for almost anything. And gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and the Google Play Store are built right into a 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Also, you got to check out the 2024 Nissan Armada. It's going to change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4. They can seat up to 8 in a first-class luxury and style cabin. Tow bigger, explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop right now at Nissan. USA.com. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Having some having some debates here. To start off the show, who would you take, Will Levis or Bryce Young, if you could redo things? Now I want to dive into the top two offensive tackles in this year's NFL draft class. Obviously a position of need for the Tennessee Titans. Before we get into it, thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Titans podcast. Remember, as I said, next week is off-season roadmap week. I'm going to go in chronological order of off-season events. We are going to start with who the Titans should bring back and their own free agency, their in-house free agents. Then we're going to look at guys that maybe the Titans should be cutting from the team to save money. Then we're going to dive into the cap space and where the Titans are going to be from a financial perspective. Let that lead us into free agency. I'm going to do a mock free agency of who I want and then finish the week with a mock draft to go over who I want the Titans to bring in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're with me every single day next week. But with that being said, you got Joe Olt, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. You got Olu Fashanu. Some people say Fashanu. Some people say Fashanu. I mean, I've done as much research as you possibly can on the situation, and there is no definitive answer. So I'm going to say Fashanu. If it's wrong, then I'll correct it once we have definitive information. But either way, I care about those things. I want to say people's names correctly. I hate when people mess up my name, but right now it's just hard to tell 
Um, but with that being said, they are different prospects and they offer different things. And while both of them, I think, are elite prospects and I would be happy with both of them, there is a clear winner to me as to who I would want over the other. You look at Joe Alt. All right, for me, that is just the better option for the Tennessee Titans because Joe Ault, six foot eight, 320 pounds, prototypical left tackle size. He's got the height, he's got the arm length, he's got the hand size, he's got the weight and the strength in his back pocket. He has got everything that you want from a size standpoint from a left tackle. You add that with incredible athleticism. So Joe Alt used to be a tight end. He was a converted offensive lineman once he got to Notre Dame. So he has, when you watch him play, especially in pass protection, you see that former tight end athleticism show up on the tape. It's fantastic, all right? So he gives you everything from an athletic profile standpoint that you would want from a modern NFL left tackle. You add that with Joe Alt was an elite run blocker in college over 90 on his run blocking grade per pro football focus. He is a guy who has the athleticism to be excellent in pass protection and mirror some of the best pass rushers in the NFL. He has the ability to get back into a set, different kinds of sets, jump sets. He could do everything from a pass protection standpoint, but you add that with the ability to run block. And he's shown that he can get up to the second level and get on guys, that he can blow people off the ball if he needs to while having that athleticism at that size. Also, Joe Alt is young, okay? He's 20 years old as we speak right now. He doesn't turn 21 until February 28th. He literally is not legally able to drink a beer right now, but he's got all of this going for him. Two years as a starter at Notre Dame. He's got experience at high-level college football. Excellent prospect. My number one prospect for the Tennessee Titans in a realistic standpoint. I would take Marvin Harrison Jr. If I had the opportunity to take anybody in this draft class, I would take Marvin Harrison Jr. Number one, no questions about it. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to be there for the Titans, and they are not trading up for a wide receiver. So to me, it's clear cut out of the prospects I think realistically could be there for the Titans. Joe Alt is the top of the top. But with that being said, maybe Joe Alt gets taken before the Titans pick, the New York Giants could use another offensive tackle after Evan Neal busted for him, and it's probably going to move into guard. The Chargers, same thing. They have a good left tackle right now in Rashawn Slater, but you bring in Joe Alt like the Lions did with Penny Sewell. He was a left tackle. They moved him to right tackle, and now they have a dominant offensive line. The Chargers could choose to do that with Joe Alt at pick number five. So the Giants or and what if the Patriots don't want quarterback? And so there is a chance that Joe Old is gone. And if he is, then Olaf Fashanu makes a ton of sense as well. Now, look, Olaf Fashanu isn't the run blocker that Joe Old is. He is simply not. But six foot six, 313 pounds, also has great length, also has the ability to be powerful with his hands. Now, that is something that he needs to work on getting better with his hands playing with better technique, driving guys and run blocking. But Brian Callahan already laid out the vision for offensive tackles. They want guys who can pass block, who have good length. So Olaf Fashanu is seen as more of a project 
than Joe Alt, which is why, to me, I favor Joe Alt. He's plug and play. Right now, he's going to be a, a, a top offensive tackle, come in, solidify that spot for 10 years. Fashanu needs a little bit more development. Now, the reason that I'm happier or would be happier with the Fashanu pick right now is because of Bill Callahan. You got a guy with tremendous potential, tremendous talent, who has a higher ceiling than Joe Alt, according to most scouts. Well, who can get him to that ceiling? There is nobody better, maybe Jeff Stoutland in Philadelphia, but there is nobody better that you could think of than Bill Callahan to do that. So I have I am more acceptive, uh, receptive is the word, more receptive of an Olafishanu pick for the Titans at number seven if Alt is off the board because of the the Bill Callahan addition. But again, Fashanu is a great pass blocker. He actually gave up zero sacks this year when Joe Alt gave up one. Now, Alt only gave up five pressures while Fashanu gave up 10 pressures. But again, we're talking about two guys who are elite pass blockers in college. You could develop that run blocking technique. You can develop the hands, all right? But Fashanu's athleticism is just unmatched and unrivaled for an offensive lineman. You would also like to see him play with a little more nastiness, play with a little more competitiveness. Again, those are things that maybe you can coach up. So again, I am picking Joe Alt over Olufashanu if I get the decision to decide between the two. But both of them would be great options for the Tennessee Titans at number seven, depending, of course, on how the board plays out. Uh, with Alt, you want him to see better technique from Joe Alt. You want to see more flexibility because, again, he's six foot eight. It's hard to bend down and get to some of those bendy edge rushers at times, but that's why the arm length is so important for offensive tackles is to have the ability to get that arm out and get your hands on a guy, even if you're not necessarily super close to him. But in this battle between the two, I'm taking Joe Alt every single time if I have the choice. Let me know down below who you would pick. Now, I went on here yesterday and talked about how the Tennessee Titans should not pick Brock Bowers at number seven. And what does Brock Bowers do the very next day? He goes on the air with Chris Sims and says he wants to play for the Tennessee Titans. So I don't want the Titans to pick Bowers, but Bowers picked the Titans. So let's talk about that in just a moment. Before we get into it, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Robin Hood. Did you know? That even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA. Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right. No cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. The offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of your first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing 
Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is registered broker dealer. Titans fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about Will Levis or Bryce Young. I'm going Will Levis every time. We talked about Joe Alt, Olaf Ashanu. I'm going Joe Alt every time. Let me know how you feel about those decisions down below. But now we got to talk about Brock Bowers. And guys, as you know, if you've been watching the show at all for the last few weeks, my everydayers will certainly know. Everydayers, let me know who you are down below. Can't thank you guys enough. If you aren't an everydayer, you need to be one. All right, Monday through Friday. Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. You're not beating that anywhere else. It's the reason why I'm the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world. But, of course, I talk about Brock Bowers yesterday. And then immediately, the very next day, he goes on air and says that he wants to play for the Tennessee Titans. That's who he wants to pick him. I mean, I am just the ultimate jinx here. I, I, I... Drop my shows, and an hour later, big Titans news come out. I drop a segment about Brock Bowers. The next day, he talks about the Titans. Would have been nice to have that information when I talked about you yesterday, Brock Bowers. What are we doing? But, diving back in here. I know I talked about it yesterday, but again, it is my perspective that the Titans should not pick Brock Bowers at number seven. Tight end is a luxury position that the Titans are simply not in a position to take him. They need too much at more important spots like offensive line, wide receiver, and secondary. It wouldn't make any sense for them to take, especially with the other options that are going to be on the board, and Olu Fashanu, uh, Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors. Like, I would take all of those guys over a tight end. Not because I think Brock Bowers is not a good player. I think Brock Bowers is going to be a very good football player. But it's just shown over and over that the best tight ends in the NFL, you don't got to reach for them in the first round. You don't got to pick them in the first round. And a lot of tight ends that get drafted super early in the first round, top 10 picks, simply don't pan out and are never worth it. All right, so it just doesn't make sense for where the Titans are at, the positional value. It just doesn't make sense. But let me say this. If the Titans think that Brock Bowers is the guy that they want at number seven, I still think they're getting a very good player, all right? My thing is, I just don't think that Brock Bowers is an elite blocker. He's a good blocker, and he's a great receiving tight end. But I just don't know if that's what the Tennessee Titans need right now. Now, what I will say is, in the Brian Callahan situations that he's been in, he hasn't had tight ends that are these excellent blockers. It may not be as important to have a very good blocking tight end in the Brian Callahan system as it was in the Mike Vrabel offenses that we saw. I understand that fact. But, again, I just don't think it's the right pick. But interestingly enough, Chris Sims asked Brock Bowers on air who he wants to be picked by, and he literally said, Tennessee, he said, playing in Georgia, recruited by Tennessee, he really loved that area of the country, and he would like to be in Tennessee. I mean, as Chris Sims said when he tweeted out this information when I saw it, he said, most players are usually tight-lipped about those sort of things. Most players in the pre-draft process don't actually come out and say stuff like that. 
But Bowers was willing to come out and say, yeah, I'd like to play for the Titans. I want to be drafted by Tennessee. I want to live in Tennessee. That does pull on the heartstrings a little bit. I don't know. When a player, it's like with Brian Callahan. It wasn't just that the Titans wanted Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan wanted the Titans. So to hear Brock Bowers go out there and say, I want to be a Titan. I would like to be drafted by Tennessee. As a fan, that does make you feel a certain type of way. You want guys who want to be Titans as much as you want them to be Titans. So I will say, while I don't think it would be a good idea for the Titans to draft Brock Bowers, a tight end, over some of the other options that are there, if Joe Alt, if Malik Neighbors, are all, and of course I'm meaning Marvin Harrison Jr. will be off the board. I'm not even entertaining the Titans having a shot at Marvin Harrison Jr. It's unrealistic. But if Malik Neighbors and if Joe Alt are off the board and the Titans decide between Roma Dunze, Olu Fashanu, and Brock Bowers, and they pick Brock Bowers, I'm not going to be like fiery upset, this is a huge mistake, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it would be the right move, but what I do believe is that Brock Bowers is a very good football player. And I think at the end of the day, if the Titans scouting staff believes that Brock Bowers is a better football player than Roma Dunze or Olu Fashanu, well, who am I to say that they're wrong? I mean, I still think, like I've said all along, that Brock Bowers is a good pick should be a first-round pick between 10 and 15. And I know a lot of you guys are going to go in the comments and say, what if they trade down? What if they trade down and then pick Brock Bowers? Okay, that would be more palatable. If I would give the move a B, if they traded, if they took Brock Bowers at pick seven, if they traded down to 9, 10, 11, picked up more picks in the top 100 and still got Brock Bowers, well, now I could probably call that an A-minus move. All right? But, but, again, I would still take Roma Dunze. I would still take Olu Fashanu over a tight end. But that's going to be one of the most interesting things to see. Some people think that Brock Bowers is going to go number five or number six. I mean, the Giants aren't going to do that when they have Darren Waller. Number five, Jim Harbaugh really likes to have a good tight end. Obviously knows about Brock Bowers from college, from being a college coach for so long. Some people are making that connection there. And I got to tell you, I am wishing, hoping, praying that the Chargers take Brock Bowers at number seven. Because in my mind, three quarterbacks, Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, and that means that the Titans are guaranteed to get one of Malik Neighbors and Joe Alt. And if it goes that way, I'm going to be rejoicing. All right, absolutely rejoicing. Thinking about it, on draft day, because the Titans pick so early, I might just go live after the first three picks and be on the air with you guys directly when the pick happens. Let me know if that's something you guys would be interested in. But with that being said, that is going to do it for today's show. Again, all-season roadmap coming next week. YouTube. Wait a minute here. YouTube. I got to stop the outro music. My YouTube folks, I'm going to put out a post with a picture. I'm going to do a YouTube mailbag. On tomorrow's show, I always get my mailbag questions from Twitter, and it's not fair because there's a totally different fan base and a totally different listenership here, here on YouTube. So, YouTube, I'm putting up a post with a picture. It's going to be Blue's Clues. We got mail. 
Put your mailbag questions in there. I'm taking the top 10. I'm going to answer 10 questions from YouTube on tomorrow's show to cap off the week. Of course, if big Titans news happens, then I'm going to pivot to that because that's more important. But wanted to at least say that. Go to that. By the time you're listening to this show, that post will be up. So go do that. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.